listen to how calm our show is right now. Can you hear the trickling brook in the background? Yes, all of it. Jim Nance, piano music. That is all about to change when we get Steve Dangle on this thing. <laughs> yeah, always. Any chance we get. Ah, uh, yes. See, now we're preparing for Dangle. Getting in the mindset. Peaceful. See, you could do golf. I couldn't do golf. I just... My arms would start <laughs> gesticulating and, wildly. Yes, and then I start yelling a little bit. Not quite dangle territory. Yeah, but I, I can get excited. That's good. It's good. The the golf could use more people like you and less people like me. A little bit of personality. So we're gonna get into this with Steve, of course. But where do you think generally everyone is right now? On and I'm talking about. The Sammies of the world and Leaf yeah, Nation. They're pooping on, their pants. But, like, pick your poison. In terms of opponent? Yes. No, they, they don't care. They're going to, they want to, they feel awful regardless. Whatever the outcome is, they feel awful. No one is having any fun. So, you think it's split 50 50 on people that want Tampa or people that want Boston? Boston emotionally has a greater opportunity to, like, yeah. like, like, Bury your emotions even more. It's like, do you want to go to coffee with your ex-girlfriend or someone or a blind date with someone you've never met before? I don't know what, which is. They're different pressures, right? <laughs> there's, there's a chance that Leaf fans could feel better losing to Tampa than they would Boston. Oh, getting hurt again right? by Boston would be devastating. You know, it's just so different because you go back to the start of when the Leafs first made playoffs. And remember, it was a surprise. They got Washington, and they turned things around quicker than everyone thought. And there was so much excitement. Like, playoffs were fun. The Leafs, they're back. Playoff hockey. And now it's just, oh, nerves. All right, here he is. On the last game of the regular season to really sum up Leaf Nation. Let's bring in Steve Dangle. All right, Steve. Boston or Tampa Bay? <laughs> An, an asteroid, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think would be preferable. You, you know, Kipper, maybe you had a point, you know, because all those years ago when we, when we first met, you know, I was cheering for them to tank and yes, it did get the Mitch Marner. Yes, it did get them Austin Matthews, but I feel bad forever cheering for them to lose for the amount that I want them to win right now. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's bad, man. I need it. So when we, we, uh, when we look at Boston and, and we see the lineup tonight, uh, is, is there a suggestion to you that maybe the Bruins don't want to push their luck against Toronto? Well, man, this is the thing, right? Like, yes, you have a, a great track record of success against the Leafs, uh, but, like, the Caps eventually got their win over Pittsburgh. But the, the thing about the Leafs is they have a starting goaltender currently, whereas uh, Carolina, I believe, they'll draw uh, if, they, if they don't get the Leafs. Right, right now they're looking to anti-Ranta for, for the first round. Mm -hmm. So I think <laughs> we, got, we got 15 games on the docket tonight, 30 teams in action. And I'd love to know how many of them are actually trying <laughs> their hardest to, to ice uh, the best lineup possible. It's, it's not many. No, it certainly isn't. Uh, so, Steve, I, I want to get a sense for your, your and the the Leafs Nation evolution of like going into playoffs five years ago against Washington to how it feels now. And I was saying before you came on that it just feels like 
there's a it's a lot less fun this time around and a lot more nerve maybe i'm putting uh projecting there but how, how do you think the the feel is for leafs nation heading into this postseason run you know what it's it's less stressed than i thought it would be yeah. um because i think we spent all of that um acting like all 82 games were a playoff game and indicative of how they were going to be in the playoffs. I think they, they went on a stretch or had a stretch of really good games in, I think it was in March and this whole fan base sort of woke up to, Oh, these are the games where they're engaged against teams like Pittsburgh and Carolina. They had a really good showing against Boston. They dominated Tampa one game um, they had a very strong showing against Florida, one well, one and a half out of two games, and uh, it was it was obvious that the Leafs we saw in those games was not the Leafs that we saw in one of their whatever five two losses against the Buffalo Sabers. I was talking about it with someone today. Like, listen, the Bruins are a really strong team, and if you lose to Tampa, you certainly wouldn't be the first team to ever lose to Tampa. They're the back to back you know, reigning Stanley cup champions, but I don't think anyone uh, within, uh, within this radio signal wants to hear any of that crap. (laughs) You got to beat good teams to win the Stanley cup. Go look at Tampa's road last year. If I'm not mistaken, it was Florida, Carolina Islanders, the rematch. That's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) But there, there are no, there are no easy paths to the Stanley cup and they wasted that last year because you were never going to get an easier path than last year um so i i don't think you're allowed to demand a quote-unquote easy path ever again everybody wants to say well it's it's all about the playoffs which is true but this was a a, a special season for toronto maple leaf fans and and you know people of your elk right because yeah. we're not used to maple leafs being heart trophy uh favorites you're not used to setting records you're not used to any of this and yet that's what we got out of 82 games and is there a chance steve that if the leafs do not get out of their first round that the things that matthews and marner and the team were able to do over 82 games cushions the blow (laughs) Oh, God. Well, first of all, Kipper, I, I think you're selling yourself short. I know you got a few hard votes while you were here uh, in, in a Leaf uniform, so so I, I don't know what you're talking about there, but I don't think that cushions the blow one bit. Um, you know, anyone who was at that game where Matthews got 60 goals or when he hit 50, you know, hopefully they held on to the ticket stubs and, and they'll be able to say, oh, you know, I was there. It was great. It was such a great moment. No one is going to give a crap. <laughs> no one is going to give a crap um, if uh, if the Leafs don't don't make it out of the first round. Um, even going down fighting, I mean, boy, that's a tough sell. The the smart, rational thing to do after a potential loss to Tampa versus what will feel really good um, differs greatly. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. For the record, I, I'm the dinosaur here, but there are no ticket stubs anymore. It's just you got to keep your phone. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is the this is the screenshot. This is the, the the phone I used when I saw Matthew score sixty. <laughs> Less romantic. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. No, I'm the old man. Uh, Steve, the, over the course of the year and following along with uh, some of your videos. 
I've noticed you uh, intermittently taking um, the the position that someone like Kipper may, and that the team may sometimes need to be tougher. You want to see some pushback on things. How has the response been from your fans, who I think typically have pushed back against that sort of narrative uh, in the past? How has that gone over this year? And 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 really, I guess, well, what brought you to that conclusion at times? Uh, what brought me to that uh, conclusion was attrition. Uh, you know, you yeah. see one playoff series where maybe the calls don't go your way and you're like, ah, that's crap, but next year maybe it will. And then it doesn't again. And then, I, like, what did it for me is I just sort of made peace with the fact, all right, this is the way it is. Right. So instead of, you know, what one day maybe they'll release a memo and they go, hey, this is a penalty, this is a penalty, this is a penalty, you're not allowed to do this anymore, you are allowed to do this. Until then... I think you should at least be prepared to beat the crap out of the guy who's who's getting in your face. Right. Um, room, as Ken Reed likes to call it, make some room. <laughs> um, and and I think they've gotten better at that. And like even from a you know non-fist angle at that uh, necessarily, Sheldon Keefe throughout that Amazon documentary, you saw him banging the drum that they're not scoring enough playoff style goals. And and this year they've been doing that. This year. They haven't necessarily been the aggressors in a lot of conflict, but they haven't backed down from any of it. And to me, like, that's kind of, that's kind of Tampa, isn't it? Like they, they haven't exactly, they haven't exactly started a lot of the fights, but they're not afraid to get into any of them. Like Matthews getting ragdolled by Ben Sherratt in game one last year. I understood the thought behind it, uh, but no, no one wants to see that. No one at all. I think a lot of fans would even be willing to forgo the power play just to see you throw a punch right. back. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it necessarily needs to be Matthews doing it. I don't want, I don't necessarily want anyone with a surgically repaired wrist who scored 60 goals to be doing that. But um, I mean, Michael Bunting hasn't uh, shied away from that all season. No one, no one really has. And, and that's been an encouraging development. Joining us on the Real Kipper and Bourne show, uh, Steve Dangle. So, uh, for, for the record, the less stress on your heart is Tampa than Boston. So, you want Tampa Monday. Uh, listen, I, I always say that the biggest house in Oshawa belongs to my therapist. I, I, don't, know, I don't know which one I prefer, man. I, honestly, Whatever, like people are going to think I'm a sick puppy for saying this, but I, I often fantasize of what it's going to be like when the Leafs finally do the thing and win. A copper round. <laughs> yeah. Both, both would have the same effect. <laughs> they might. But in my fantasy, they, they, they beat Boston. And listen, Tampa's good enough that, uh, you know, you might have to take on both in the end. Don't worry about it. You'll have helpings of both. So I, for the storytelling aspect of it, I'd like to see them uh, go through Boston because I think it'd be chip, chicken soup for my soul. Steve, you've done uh, watch a Leafs game with Steve Dangle now on YouTube for uh, a full hockey season. What, what have you learned about yourself as a broadcaster? Is your, is your style evolving? Are you still the same guy? Um, I know how to not swear when, <laughs> when, you know, employment is on the line, <laughs> well done. But, but beyond that, I'd, I'd say that's, that's the only thing uh, that's changed. You know, everyone, everyone, it, it's, I, you know, I worked at the Toronto zoo for, for seven years. On, and, on which uh, side of the bars? 
I'm, I'm just well, kidding. I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm on the inside of the bars now. Like every, everyone gets to see, uh, you know. Oh, I wonder what he's going to do this time. I wonder what's going to happen if I if I poke him with the stick. And you know, and and the Saturdays this year have been ridiculous too. Like the four-one lead that they blew to Colorado. I was streaming for that. Yeah. The four-one lead they blew to Chicago. The David Camp won in the last minute. I was streaming for that. The 10-7 game against Detroit. I was streaming for that. Uh, the game where they blew a lead against St. Louis, but then ended up coming back. I was streaming for that. So I, I don't know if if the common denominator is me. I don't know if I'm being punished for for Lord knows what. But uh, you can you can guarantee it's going to be a ridiculous ridiculous playoff run if I'm. Uh, someone has a camera pointed in my face. Well, do us a favor and pace yourself, okay? You are getting older now. You're up around my territory soon. <laughs> okay, Dad. I don't, I don't know about that. How, how about I drink three Red Bulls and hope for the best? <laughs> Sounds good. Toronto's finest zookeeper, Steve Dangle. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for doing this, man. Thank you. Take care, boys. Not quite the yelling I thought. See, he's, he's, he's maturing. He's Got getting older. Now. There's a mini dangle. There's a dad. Yes. Can dad, yell. Daddy dangle. Can not yell at your kid to yeah, get up off the dad. floor? <laughs> no. There are. There's a time and a place where that has to happen. But no, it's. Uh, he, he, he does a great job of representing the Leaf. He does. Crazies. He does. He does. He's. Uh, I give him full credit, ton of respect for uh, for what he does and what he's created. Because man, people sure do enjoy yeah, watching him. You steal a lot of his stuff and bring it here on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. most right? of his, yeah. all his analysis <laughs> and his hardcore stuff. I would say our you work doesn't best, overlap, best for him. which is great. Great why we're we're able to be buddies. All right, uh, other Austin, what do we got going here? We got some questions. We've got. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to do some news and notes? What do you think? Well, we got a ton of both. What do you How think? About, of, what, just, don't look at the best bets, the Stanley Cup odds well, right now. Uh, you want to do that later? Yeah, later. Okay. Florida Panthers wrap up the President's Trophy. I, I, I can't recall a President's Trophy team with still so much doubt about their chances to win a Stanley Cup. Do you think they're built to win in playoffs? I know uh, because. Of the inconsistencies of their goaltending and their inability to keep their numbers down when it comes to goals goals against. Goals against, yeah. All right. Uh, And you? Like, uh, of course, they're a dangerous team. How many 20-goal scorers? I think they're physical enough. Yeah, I think they're physical enough to play playoff hockey and still have success. Um, You know, are they special teams good enough? Ekblad. Goaltending be good. Ekblad. Yeah. Guess he's skating, but huge call. I don't. For them. I don't know. It doesn't sound like he's going to be ready to start. That's a that's a big big loss for them for sure. I think one thing works in their favor. Washington to me seems like like far and away the the I don't want to say worst because they're not a bad team, a hundred point team, but the the most beatable team in in the Eastern Conference. Goaltending's major question marks. Ovi is being called day to day right now, so even if he plays, he's. Do you think not at hundred like, percent? I just remember him leaving the ice, and we're talking about the Shelgren trip, of course. Yeah, and I just thought his body language had this is no good written all over it. Yeah, and I remember Freddie from the Raptors, like 
tearing his jersey off. Because you know, you know, when because you're actually he, hurt he, he, and not in, or that, injured and not I'm hurt. tearing the jersey off because I know I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, well, if he had the helmet not, toss and the, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not suggesting he's done, but I'm suggesting that there was real injury, significant trauma to his shoulder. Yeah. When you are trying to, you know, get a penalty and OV was mad at the yeah. ref on the way off the ice, you yeah. yell at him, whatever, and then you go down the tunnel. When so, you're still in private throwing gear around, there's various degrees, of course, of uh, strains, uh, separations, it's the worst collarbone. Just don't want to take contact at all after that. You know, not that Ovi takes a ton, but he he can be so good physically, right? And, like, they need him to be the best version of himself if they're going to upset anyone. So that's a huge loss. Even, even if he's playing, it's a loss that they won't have him at 100%. All right. Uh, Gary Galley touched on Calgary, and yeah. I get majority of the, the media stems out of Toronto, and the focus has been on Austin throughout the country. I just look at Johnny Gaudreau in the year that he's had, mm-hmm. and most often any other season, like this guy still could be a front runner to win an MVP on other years. Yeah. Like his numbers, his five-on-five numbers are just off the charts, even strength. Crazy. Plus minus. He's plus 63. Last I checked. I don't have it in front of me. He might be plus 65 now. Which, I don't know what he is. Which is something that was in Wayne Gretzky's wheelhouse. Yeah. No, it's stunning too. Because when Daryl Sutter came in, that was the whole thing, right? It's like, oh, Daryl's going to make him play defense. And this isn't going to go well for Johnny. Johnny likes his offense. And, um, you know, I always found personally that when I was – forced to play defense. It put me in a better position offensively a lot of the times. You the plays in front of you, you're you're often yeah. trailing on the rush. Like it, it can work out well. So I don't know if that's what worked for him so well or if it's a contract year thing or what. Well he, tough call for he, Calgary now. He, he bet on himself. And that's and we saw yeah. a lot of guys have done that lately. More Zach players Hyman, are Zach Hyman, I'm sure turned down something real safe on a couple of uh Chances to resign with Toronto and said, no, I'm worth more. I deserve more. And he found more. And Johnny did the same thing. Now tied for second in the league in scoring Goodrow. 115 points, yeah. 40 goals, five on five yeah. dominance. I look at uh, Lindholm and he was a solid name off the trade. But everyone thought that was a Doug, Han- Doug yes. Hamilton trade. Yes. Not the Elias Lindholm trade. No. And he was going to come in and be, at the very best, uh, a third-line checking centerman. Yeah, he might get you 20, 25, play some good defense. You know why he's 40 now? Is it, no, I don't. Because of Johnny. Yeah, playing with a guy like that. Playing with a guy like that. And Johnny, uh, who scored his 40th goal, is just as good of a playmaker as he is a, a guy that can put a puck in the net. Oh, yeah, better. He's a facilitator it, for sure of that line. Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk all have 40 goals yeah. in the Flames. The last yeah. time that happened was in 93-94. And Lindholm still may be a 25-goal uh, scorer, mm-hmm. but he can be a 40-goal scorer with a guy like Johnny. You think he stays in Calgary? I don't know. I So I have a little bit of a thing, and this is maybe not the right year or time for it, but like, no, I'm not. A, I don't. I wouldn't want to bet long term on him. Like I just wouldn't want to do it. How was he? 
30 years old? I don't know how old Goodrow is. And then probably not that old. 28 or something. 28, 28. 28. I looked it up, yeah. Okay. He's 28 years old. Yeah. You know what? Do you, you're going to have to pay him like $10 million a oh, year. Oh, I think you'll just be fine at 35. Think so? With him, with that skill level. Yeah. How old's Kane now? Last time I checked, he yeah. could still score 90 points in a regular season. And Kane's what, 33? Come on, other Austin. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say he's older than that, older than 33. 34? Yes, that sounds right. It's the number I'm so, taking. 33, Kipper. Trust your gut, man. <sighs> Thank you. God. I'm going to tough day today. And the been growing lately. <laughs> so are you worried about Johnny not getting it done? I am. At that age? Yes, I am. Why? Look, uh, what happened last year? Like, how do you have a year like last year and just go, that never happened? Well, last year, oh, no, don't look at that one. Look at this one over here while oh, you're painting no, me. He's good. I know he's good. He's, he's amazing. Good. He's amazing. But you think he could he could check out a year? Well, because if he's not putting up big numbers, he's not effective. He, you're not Which at, guy is? Not, well, Mitch Marner can play defense. He can kill penalties and, you know, contend for a Selkie trophy. Johnny Goodrow's not that guy. That no, is, Johnny's got good 200 feet game right this now. This year he's been very good. If you have Daryl can keep that yes. thumb on him, but if all of a sudden he's got a seven-year runway on his contract, is he a little more prone to say, oh, maybe I'll not do that? The one thing that I kind of, my gut tells me also is that when players generally go to this extreme to not resign, mm-hmm. then you're in they the Tavares Islanders scenario. Yeah, yeah the, the Cherry Hill native wants to see what Philly's, he doesn't want to go play in Philly after this year, though. That hurts. I think Philly was the the pair, but like they're the fourth worst team in the NHL this year. You know where I see him going? No, but I'm excited to find out. Los Angeles. Ooh, oh, really? Guess who's retiring after 18 seasons in LA? Is it Dustin Brown? It is Dustin Brown. Yeah, they've they've spent some money, right? They got some some big deals. Oh, I think, I, I think you're able to. If Calgary wants to go there, they could find it. They can find it. Yeah, they'll find room for Kachuk and him long term. But do they want to? You do want they, you want Goudreau over Kachuk? I want them both. Um, and if I'm Kachuk, yes. do I want to stay if Johnny's not staying? Ah, uh... after I've put up a hundred points and forty goals myself. He's an RFA, so he doesn't have quite but he the... he is an, a UFA one year later. So he could do the whole, yeah, yeah I'll sign so a $9 million I'll, I'll, bridge deal. Johnny leaves, yeah. and then I've got one more year, and I can go anywhere I want to go. Mm-hmm. So why do I want to stay if you're just letting uh, an MVP type of guy leave, walk out the door? That's a good point. So if I'm Kachuk, I, I'm, I'm watching this very carefully mm-hmm. because it's going to have a direct effect on, on my future. But I, sure. I, LA, right. Dustin Brown leaves, retires. I think it's 6 million off the books. So, and they just had great success by uh, Philip Deneau this year, 25 goals, 26 yeah. goals. I think he's got great two way centerman on top of the, the offense, Victor Arvidsson. Yes. I think he's got 50 points or something like he's been hurt, but he's been, you know, a contributor reason the Kings are doing better. So some UFA success. They got some cap room. They're trying to turn it around. Anyways, that's just a okay. a, a team that I threw out there that uh, that could be thinking. Sniffing around. Not a lot of people who can afford to sniff these days financially. Well, it helps that Dustin's six comes off the books. I'm to get sorry. Done. Is Dustin Brown making six million? Uh, five, nine, maybe. Wow. 
Yeah, five nine. That, that was the contract he signed a while ago, though, yeah. right? With the yeah. Duncan Keith, uh, Brent Seabrook time. Hey, what do you Good think? Run. The whole um, having a guy. He was the captain. He's been wearing the A for a couple of years for yeah, Kopitar. For Kopitar. How do you feel about that? That he, he, the, the, he took the, the cap, idea of the team off? saying, "We like you, but we like him." Ooh, this is going straight to uh. Tavares. <laughs> You know it. I know the way you think now. Just trying to lead. Took me about three months, but I'm like, I know it. Oh, oh, I like it. I don't like it. Okay. You really think. I do. That Tavares should be handing over like Dustin Brown did for Kopitar. John John Tavares is 76 points in 79 games this year. Very good. Very good season. Point per game guy. Not a PK guy or anything. He's an offensive guy who's an okay offensive contributor this year. Yeah. You know. And not the face of the team. Not the face of the team. Not the guy that the franchise would surely want to sell those sweaters. Not the guy who probably holds the most sway when he stands up at his stall and says, here's what I think we need to be doing. It's got to be Austin. He's the guy. I don't know. The only thing I ask of you is... Who is this really for? Like, uh, when, when I'm in a room, doesn't help Austin. when I'm in a room, I know what the pecking order is, or right. I know who the alpha dog is, or I know who we follow the most. I don't need to be reminded to with show a the C crowd, or yeah. an A on a jersey. You're right. I know. You're right. So my point to you is, who needs it the most? Does it help John, though, maybe taking some heat off him? That's a fair question. The second question is, does it make Austin feel better? Austin. Better feel good. (laughs) Austin, as I'll remind everybody, is two years away, two more seasons away from saying bye-bye if he wants to. Mm -hmm. Unrestricted free agency. So Tavares, the organization, do we need to throw the C on to further show how much we love you, Austin, and want you to resign here. How Is about, that a factor? How about not further show, but further shame him into staying and be like, we just gave you the C. You know, you have we have committed to you in this fan base and organization. You're the captain of the Maple Leafs. You're just going to leave? You're just going to leave us to go play for the Rangers? <laughs> L.A.? Yeah, you know. Like, if they don't sign Johnny? I, you know, it's it's great that a, uh, Arizona took themselves. So you want you want to you, you want to shame them? Well, I don't. I'm just saying it's a potential reason why they might. <laughs> anyway, this is not. Would for, that one sting? By the way, for Tavares? No, just watching him walk out the door in no, two years. No, these fans be fine. Dangle would never allow he, it. He would quit. He just new career for him entirely. He'd take a become a smelter. Yeah. I just random profession. I, I think for Dustin Brown, a guy towards the end of his career and could see the, the natural progression of where the team's going, that was a, a good move. But I heard he didn't like it. I heard he was very upset about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I heard the whole family was really right. up in arms Like over, It wasn't like he right? was like, okay. I know. But correct me if I'm wrong, it also had to do with around Kopitar's signing of his $10 million contract, right? Well, like he wanted it? No, not that he... It, it goes to my point of showing where the future is. We want to sign you to $10 million a year for the max, and you're the guy. You're the guy. So I, I 
I believe that that was that was part of it, and that could be part of if he signed a long term deal. Be like, okay, Matthews, JT, you have two years left on your deal now. That's Matthews right. has seven. Like, He's in, clearly going to be in, here in two years from now. John Tavares is four years thirty five, and he will have had, if I'm not mistaken, one or two more years left on his deal. Yeah. So after this year, Tavares has. Just three years left. Yes. So that that's when the transition goes. All right. We reached a conclusion because I agree. Now we don't have to talk about it ever again. I'll, I'll Do we have a show in three years? Yeah. <laughs> Is that when you're going to bring it up again? That's a great question. That's All right. not up to us. We got Speaking any... of questions, there you go. All right. we got some questions from some listeners here. All Let's right. start with the text line first. This one from Marco. In the playoffs... Who is your seventh D? So this means who is not going to be addressing for the game? Lilligren or Hall? Yeah. Labushkin, a non-option from that guy. He's in. Yeah. Uh, I've Marco, got, big-time Labushkin fan. I, I've yeah. got Lilligren in. Hall out. Hall out. Man, you know, this is like it, a growing consensus that, that I'm feeling that, that Hall is out on a lot of people's lineups. I'm going to say... Stay man, with it. Stay with it, yeah, all stay in. With it. Yeah. All in for me. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to say they want to play yeah. more physically in game one. So Labushkin's in. Uh, Lilligren plays game two. Regardless, uh, no, if they kick ass, they're, they're not going to I want it. you to stay with it so I can turn around and say, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sticking with it. Lilligren is out. Game one is my prediction. I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but I think it's what they'll do. Awesome. Awesome. That's one's coming from Chase the Muffin next on the YouTube chat. I'm sorry, Who? what? I'm sorry. Chase the Muffin. Great name. Chase the Muffin. Not chasing the biscuit, chasing the muffin. All right. Who do you guys have if the Leafs are to win a postseason series with the most goals on the Leafs? Sorry, I'll add that to his question. Uh, isn't that a no-brainer? We got Austin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that seems pretty obvious. Uh, I think it's a big Justin Hall series myself. <laughs> I think this is going to come down to the offensive. Okay, hope, but... um... <laughs> unsung hero in the first round. You know, we actually have a clip on this. Alex Kerfoot is the least sung hero in this team. 50 points all at pretty much even strength. Played up and down your lineup. I don't know. Do we want to hear some love for Alex Kerfoot? Yeah, let's let's dig deep for a, a Kipper's Clipper here in uh, the dying moments of our show just because he's so consistent and reliable in and versatile in how he plays he, he four checks he wins the puck back he can make a play uh defensively responsible uh very 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 uh, aware player of what's happening in the game um and he's just a he's just a good guy too you know that's part of it too you know he's a guy that everybody likes to be around so for all those reasons he's a guy that everybody wants to play with and and that's that's part of why you see him move around because you know different lines get it's you know they have a hole and for whatever reason performance or injury and uh you need to make a change because of that curve because of his versatility but also because guys guys see him as a solution it's an easy fix in that way i mean when i went to austin and mitch about the you know the possibility of kerfoot filling in there was it was absolutely let's let's go so that's that's a lot of what i get throughout the lineup god i hope that's not a kiss of death calling a guy a good guy 
<laughs> right, that is. Oh, him. Uh, good guys, man. I want mean guys. She's got a great personality. I want to spear you, good yeah. guy. As long as you don't get caught. Yeah. Well, there was the whole thing. Babs once called him greasy, and then everyone kind of got it in their head that he was a little greasy. I don't think he's greasy. He is the last. Well, he's the last of the 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 cadre signing, right? He's yeah. the only thing that you've got left. That and a million dollars in cap space, roughly. Right? Wasn't that the difference between the two of them? Um, Kadri do anything stupid this playoffs? No, probably not, but he did score about 90 points this year. Not a chance. Does he do it again? No. Not a chance. Well, I, three he, times he's over is that. pretty much peak. I he's think over it's, that. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's fair. Um, I like Kerfoot season. I, I do, and I think he's he's giving it everything he that's has. What I was say. But he just, can he run somebody over? Can he just... Have a different look. Uh, you can play uh, with pace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not I don't know. He's do very you? highly skilled. Yeah. I just I don't know how many battles on loose pucks he's going to come up with. Did like him in playoffs last year. I was going to ask you, the value of the guys who don't complain. Like, this guy doesn't seem to, you know, all those points didn't, you never heard him, like, grouse about not no. getting power play time or, you know, if you get... Push down the lineup. We never have to have the conversation. That's like, why he's well, a good guy? Yeah, low maintenance, and that that's has some value in itself. I think in a team where there's some yeah. big personalities and like Sammy egos and Sammy, our producer, big personality, high maintenance, demands <laughs> Fridays off. Right, it's true. And that he's difficult, but listen, you you put up with to get the talent. You put up with the personality. It's Thanks for watching. <laughs> And do we have a uh, yeah? More? Let's uh, let's wrap it up with this one from John Mitchell. Okay, you guys kind of talked about this with Steve Dangle a little bit, but which would be more a meaningful victory for the Leafs in the first round, Boston or Tampa? A more meaningful victory. I think the temptation here is to say Boston, right? Because emotionally, we talked about them being the ex-girlfriend that spurned you. There's a, there's scars. That that to me leads to the whole meaningful thing. But Tampa, two-time Cup champs. That Two says times. Yeah, exactly. I think. I think the one that people will believe that they're legit is beating Tampa, not Boston. Yeah. And I, I yeah, could it slay some dragons for them and some demons? 100%. But the one that convinces you that, wow, they got a real shot now to win the Stanley Cup is knocking off Tampa, not Boston. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, you know, once... Once you do something like that, he kind of makes you feel, makes you believe inside. Remember, we talked about Sheldon Keefe and all the positive things he says. It's never quite the same as when you start to believe yourself for real, you get results. Um, best bets before we go? Yes. Okay. Hit him up. Best bets. Um, looking at the Stanley Cup odds as of today, and man, there's not a ton of places to find great value. Colorado Avalanche are plus 350, um, Florida Panthers plus 500. Leafs are plus 900. Still not a ton of value there. Your best bet might be going all the way down to the St. Louis Blues. Oh, Minnie. Oh, Minnie, good one. Plus 1,600 for Minnie, plus 1,800 for St. Louis. So you can get paid nice. So I I told you a buddy of mine called me a few months ago and said I need to pick a team to bet on it, and I I gave him St. Louis. You did. So $100 on that would pay you $1,800. So you could have hooked your buddy up if if he listened. So I can still put that bet in? You can. You like that one for St. Louis, eh? Yeah, I'm not a huge better, but uh But getting I like through St. Louis. that that division too, like I, I I do like them and they have the experience of having one. They have goalies that can get hot. I think that's a good pick. 
Did you uh, frame your scorecard from yesterday? I know I didn't. We get went the, golfing, everybody. Uh, Blue Jays knocked us out. Oh, we hate when they do that. We were stuck and then we're forced to go golfing, and playing golf. <laughs> Little Buddhas. Great day. A partake for you. Oh, lovely. Um, what did you end up shooting? I was 77. Yeah, it's a good day. Yeah, and no, no big deal. Kipper beat sub, me by two. Sub 80 as well. Sammy yeah. was just about par on the back nine. Yeah, he was. I think Brent Gunning was 64. I forgot. Hey, other Austin. I wasn't invited. <laughs> other Austin, great job today. To great go, job Austin. by you guys. All right. Jennifer, Derek, thanks as always. Our thanks to Gary Galley. Good day. Andrew Raycroft and Steve Dangle. Thanks for watching. Give us a ratings and review if you get a chance. We'd love to hear from you. Real Kipper and Bourne. We're right back starting game one Monday. Ooh. Get ready, folks.